The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're we're recording this uh, this week's episode of the Midweek House. It's Martin Luther King Day, but I want to give a um, want to give a warning because we we got a uh, we got a bad review from somebody who obviously is not in on the joke uh, of what we do here on the Midweek House. Is <laughs> we uh, we uh, we make fun of everybody. Um, nobody's sacred. Uh, no matter what anybody thinks, uh, and it's all in good-natured fun. And um, if you can't handle uh, the hypocrisy that gets pointed out, then maybe you shouldn't listen. So I'm just giving everybody a chance to uh, change the dial to something else. If you don't want to, you don't want to hear us riff on stuff, you know. Um, mainly it's for our own amusement, but there seems to be people out there that find it amusing. <laughs> What we talk about stuff. So I just want to throw that out there for anybody that's tuning in for a paranormal episode. This is not the paranormal part of the From the Shadows podcast. This is the midweek how where we we have a little more fun. It's a little bit looser, and uh, and you never know what the howler is going to say, right? Yes, I don't know. I, I was muting my thing a second ago. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, when you you told me that. About that negative, you said, "Hey, we need to." You say, "Put a disclaimer on." Yeah, yeah. because somebody might have gotten upset. Well, somebody did get upset, and I mean, but that's on them. Do you I mean, know they got upset? Yes, they expressed or very. Did, well, that doesn't mean they were upset. It means they expressed that they were upset. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Maybe see, they were so just and, and I, sometimes yeah. I don't really necessarily get into the perception as reality. You, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I just you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have seen people misinterpret their emotions. Okay. 
That's an interesting take. People miss. And I don't want to put thoughts in their head, but gotcha. If anything that we've ever said upset somebody, two things was going on. They're either very thin skinned. Yep. They obviously never worked for the post office. And, exactly. <laughs> and they misheard us because we have nothing but love and kinder, tender, caring uh, emotion for everybody, with the exception of very, very, very few, and they don't listen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and and I find it, it I find it very, um, and I'm going to use the word ignorant. It is. You're if you believe that me well, and you are are, are are the kind of people that uh, are not inclusive um, and look down upon some people because of how they live their lives, as long as it's you know within the parameters of the law. And I think you even have a soft. Spot I don't know. I look people. down on a lot of people, so don't put me in with you. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is, is we give everybody a chance. Until they prove us otherwise, I think. Until they're an ass. If they're an yeah. ass, see, that's the yeah. problem. And some people, the problem is America's so soft nowadays, they don't know what being made fun of really feels like, right? Exactly, yes. Because had they been in their current situation 20 or 30 years ago, they would recognize how easy they have it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... um you know, and I, it just. Did you watch the movie Devotion? Ooh, no, I don't. It's out no, right now. It's a new release no, right now. No, I've not seen it. And it's about a guy named Jesse Brown who was uh, uh, the Navy's first black aviator. Oh, I know which movie you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you were a black aviator in 1950, times were tough. Times were tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Times were tough, buddy. All the way around. And and I don't know, at some point when they make the movie about the first non-binary, non, I don't even know, they change, I mean, whenever we have, in, in 40 or 50 years, when they make the movie about Pete Buttigieg when he decides to be a fighter pilot or something, they'll realize how hard easy they had it. Or they won't be making them. Let me rephrase it. They won't be making a movie of that because them they did they don't have it hard. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think they have it nearly as hard as what I don't think people have it nearly as hard sometimes in some instances is what but i do i do think that there's probably places where people do have it pretty tough that people are not as welcoming or whatever and and that's fine i mean but uh to think you know to think that we aren't is uh and i'm sorry look i'm really sorry the com the, the comment that this person was really upset about was not directed at anybody real. Or it was specific. Superman, right? Superman and the Green Lantern. I mean, let's get real. Because okay. I thought I said, "What if Superman wanted to be Wonder Woman?" And you said, no. "Green Lantern." You must have said Green Lantern. No, it was yeah, it was the Green Lantern. And it's like, okay, and and I thought you know you you made the point without really stepping on anybody's toes. And so if you 
are listening to the show and you identify with Superman and the Green Lantern, then you got other problems. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and I, and I'm not, um, I can, I can, and I'm very, very, uh, open-minded. Okay. But I, I do have a line that I draw on the sand is if you tell me, I mean, if you tell me you're going to identify as a cat or a dog, that's just not real. Okay. <laughs> that's not real. It's, it's not possible and it's not ever going to be a reality. Okay. If you, that's how you identify yourself, then I'm sorry. In my book, there might be something, might be some, some, uh, therapy that you need. Okay. Well, I can't just, I just can't wake up tomorrow morning and say, well, I'm going to identify as, as Elvis or Garth Brooks or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's just, there's things that are possible and there's things that are just impossible and that's impossible. I mean, uh, to do something like that. And then well, that's go, because to, Elvis was a prophet, right? So you can't, I mean, that's almost sacrilegious. Which say you were playing Elvis, but now Garth which is, is Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, and and that that brings me to how sad it is that uh, Lisa Marie passed away. Yes, um, you know, I tell you, that's where Prince Harry missed the boat because I don't know why he didn't marry their their uh, Lisa Marie because she obviously liked younger guys with problems, and they were both, or both of their dads were the kings. So that could have been a good thing to bring our country together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, I, that's interesting. That's interesting. Do you think uh -huh. Prince Harry ever had a chance at Lisa Marie? I mean, how do you follow? I, you, you know, follow I see that one husband of hers. Did Michael you see that? Did you see the ex-husband with the top hat that looks like he came out of the Tom Petty video? What's the Tom Petty video where he wears that goofy top hat? Uh, isn't isn't that Mary like Jane? Jason? Or is it chasing down a dream? One of them's got a big floppy top hat, not like an Abe Lincoln real top hat, but where it's like it's like an Alice in Wonderland, right? Yes, I think it's chasing down a dream. So there was a picture of Lisa Marie Presley on the red carpet with one of her estranged husbands or ex-husbands, whatever he was, in in the mix, and he was standing there with a stupid look on his face, with a freaking top hat on that looked like he come out of the Tom Petty video, and. I'm sorry, man, but I would, I got more respect for a mixed up person that thinks they're a, uh, uh, a dude that thinks he's a female cat than a guy that has the ability to sleep at Graceland, to get invited to the red carpet, to be in one of these places at the old Chinese theater, wherever they were, and you can't have the respect for the 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 history of where you're at to wear a freaking top hat that look like you come out of a god if you're a cartoon character. <laughs> okay, that's dumber than the damn. Uh, the uh, yeah, the, there's something to be said for uh, style, right? And because hold on a second, stuff. I think if people had, and I don't even know how we, I mean, this here we're, the freaking ship's sinking, right? And I was just listening to a thing about the pop the. Uh, the why the Titanic sunk because he hit an iceberg, was, right? I was listening to, to an economist, okay, 
And this is what he said. He'd watched this documentary. I'm going to try to find out what or, where it's at. Because he said, you know, his daughter was enamored by the Titanic. And they decided to watch this documentary about the Titanic. Younger daughter, right? Yeah. And, and it said uh, several things were going on. First of all, there was a coal fire. You know, I guess the little girl said, Daddy, why didn't they just go? Or why were they going so fast? And why were they? Why didn't they go around the ice flows? Mm-hmm. And they had a coal fire aboard. They were a coal-fired ship. They had a coal fire aboard, and the only way to get rid of a coal fire is to get rid of the coal, which means they shovel in there as fast as they can. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, the White Star Line had purchased, been purchased by J.P. Morgan or whoever. There, there was a big credit scheme in place that enabled whoever the owner was, the White Star Line, to buy all this stuff. So times were real lean because they were on leveraged money. So they only put enough coal on board to make a straight line from Liverpool uh, to New York. Yeah. So then when they were shoveling, when they got the coal fire and they were shoveling it and it was increasing their speed and they knew the iceberg was coming up, they still couldn't go around because they were trying to, they thought they were the unsinkable boat. And even if they hit an iceberg and messed a little something up, that was going to be less embarrassing than running out of fuel, you know, 50, 100 miles within sight, maybe, of New York. So Ooh. what he said was, usually when bad stuff happens, it's not one mistake that does it. It's a series of mistakes that lead to another mistake, lead to another mistake, and then the thing, you know, the Titanic goes down, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I feel our broadcast is going today. Because <laughs> it's the Titanic. Yes, because I'm about to, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know why. Well, Maybe we don't. I we, was snowed we, in with kids for four days <laughs> that I could potentially go off at any second. And, and, and. Well, we'll try to steer clear of the iceberg. Okay. You I know, just felt, I just felt we needed to, I think, um. You told me we had one listener who wrote to you, and then my question was, how many list, how many, how many episodes did they listen to, or was this, or were they the first time one hit one? I don't know. They, they, one, and it, because it's been my, I was involved in politics a couple of different times in my life. This mm -hmm. time last year, I was in the middle of witnessing the biggest political circus I've ever seen up close, and I saw giant organisms, giant organizations, <laughs> try to move on the behest of one or two malcontents that only thought about that organization in the 30 minutes or so that they were listening to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yet these organizations, these people that work there and live there and some of them eat and breathe and sleep those things 24 hours a day, they had to change their lives for somebody that only listened one time. And that's a bull. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, look, if you if you don't if you don't like something, just move on. You know, I mean, just move on and um you know, and and we like to you know, we like to bring up when people leave us bad comments. But I mean, hundreds of people have left us really good great comments. I mean, the bad comments are maybe a handful, okay? But but I think what bo what bothers me the most is those people don't seem to get who we are and what we're and what we're doing you know and 
and they don't understand like just leaving those bad comments um that somebody gives us may ammunition. Have, no. <laughs> yeah, it gives us ammunition. But fuel. But, but somebody may read it and not understand how far out of context those things were taken. And just like you said, then 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 again somebody can can start up can never listen to us and start I guess I shouldn't even feel like uh, I don't feel like we're important enough that anybody's gonna start a campaign to to get us to I get us. That'd be the best thing that ever happened to us, wouldn't it? Probably, yeah. Which which leads me to uh you know, we were talking about our, our good buddy Stacy Brown. Okay. Yes. And um you know, he he makes no qualms. He has no he can't stand um some of this stuff, which is it's gotten kinda out of hand. And on both ends of the spectrum, it's gotten a little out of hand. But uh, he said, Look, our hater our haters make us famous, which I don't, I don't think we don't have any intentions on being famous. You know, we just like to, we just like we to just have fun. Want to be rich? Yeah, yeah. We don't need fame. Famous <laughs> 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 be rich. <laughs> but, huh? but, but in that conversation that I had with the, with the uh, great Stacy Brown, he um, he used what he called it some spy lingo that I wanted to throw out there to you. Um, what? in your experience in the spy business is a limited hangout. He well, said, you would, think, he said, you I, would know. I <laughs> think it's not just a spy hang. I mean, that's stuff that these people do now. Right. But, um, and when I say they do, you know, y- younger people, t- techies hang out, you know what I mean? Hang out in these, these, these hangouts, these spaces, if you will, you know, whether like that room, be, like, uh, like yes, virtual like chat rooms, rooms or whatever. like you hear okay. in chat rooms, right? Okay. So, and then they, they chat with strangers. Well, there is a theory that the government runs some of those, or at least people, agents of the government lurk in those things and use them as a honeypot. You know what I'm talking about when I say honeypot? Like draw people in and. Yes, and- to draw people in. And then they they decide if you want to kidnap the governor of Michigan or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So there's some defense theories right now. Okay, so some of these people, would they have did those theoretical crimes if the government wouldn't have had to set that up in the first place? Does that make sense? So if me and you wouldn't have set the, the, the thing it's up. Kind of, it's, kind of like the date, it's kind of like the dateline stuff with Keith Morrison when they used to do the sexual predators and they would set it up and then bust the people that came to do the, but would those guys have done it if it hadn't been, <laughs> hadn't been them setting it up? Yes. Right. Okay. So I never got in that cause I wasn't in the, I, I like to think of myself as a more realist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many, do you know how many times uh, Timothy McVeigh, threatened anybody or uh, did any overt action against the government before his bombing in Oklahoma City? Maybe none. He didn't. Zero, right? The people you have to worry about are the people that are completely dedicated to a mission, right? Because they're not announcing it that they're doing that it. That they're just doing it, right? So so what yeah. you have is, you know, I call it the difference between you got Joe Burrow's who goes out and wins a football game, and then you got a million 
fantasy football players. And when you're in those chat rooms with those weirdos, they're fantasy football players, right? In whatever mm-hmm. game they're playing, whether that game is top of America or, or make the next Bitcoin, whatever those rooms are, right? The people that can do it, go out and do it. And those, yeah. and you know, and you're never going to know they're there. Right now I did want to try to run a honeypot one time when I was back when I was working years ago and, and I was going to have a CB with a 200 watt linear, you know what that is. And it was going to be like a CB honeypot because the, there was a group of people uh, that was anti-government um, that talked on the CB. Really? And I had to go, yes, you know, okay. because they think that they're not being spied upon. You know, like if you use your text, they're going to get your text messages you know, if me and you were in 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 Cleveland and we're texting some bad shit that's going to happen in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Somebody can get a copy of our text, or maybe once we do the crime and they suspect us, they subpoena our text messages. They will see that, right? Well, if we used our CBs and and different covert channels or whatever. Hey, meet me over here or do that. You know, there was a whole lot into it that I can't get into, but but we got laughed out of the building because they they thought it was insane. Really? <laughs> and, but there, first but I had to explain to these people what a CB radio was, and <laughs> what did they think? Nobody. I mean, what time frame are we talking? Because do they think nobody was still on CBs or what? It was it was because, threats against President Obama. No, it was threats against President Obama. So, so it's and, a time. And there frame. was a whole backstory to that. The people, huh? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is it's not like when we grew, yeah, nine. it's not like when we grew up where CBs were there was no cell phones and CBs were the form of back channel communication, right? Right. And uh, so, would they think that nobody was? That nobody was still using them, that they would use their cell phones and stuff. I think it was, I think that, and that between that, and they weren't the brightest people out there. Okay. So you, they have a little, little CB McCall, uh, CW McCall, and a little convoy. Uh, convoy. They had that in their brain, and they were, mm-hmm. and they were, uh, uh, they didn't think these people were a threat based on. I did never thought they were a threat, but some people in management wanted them to. So, so, you know, it's a $2 bet that keeps the track running, right? If you're, if you're at the racetrack, you know, very few people go down and throw 5,000 bucks trying to get a trifecta, but you have 5,000 people throwing a dollar, right? Yeah. Law enforcement's the same way. So it's writing your wife a speeding ticket going to work theoretically keeps the wheels going because... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It shows mansions able to show elected officials that, hey, we're doing something because we're out there proactively. We had 150 law enforcement contacts this month. They're 500 or 50,000, however big your agency is. Now, what they don't want to tell you is those, you know, 97% of them is just stopping some taxpayer going from point A to point B for some trivial thing like your license plate being expired or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They sell that to management. So there's a certain amount of stuff that goes on just to justify your existence to the people that vote in your budget, whether that's a city hall or state legislature or the U.S. Congress, right? So so sometimes you look at dipshits who can't even figure out how to get <laughs> from point A, you know what I mean? They can't even tie your shoes as legitimate threats against the world because you need a contact. You need to show management that you're doing something. Yeah, whether exactly. that's because management does not have the fortitude to tell everybody, hey, there's really nothing going on. So our guys are going to hang out until something does happen. And when they happen, they'll be fresh to stomp on. <laughs> Instead, they wear you out with trivial bullshit. <laughs> the thing I used to get, and this is going to sound terrible, I shouldn't even be talking about this, is all the tan man leads. So I'd have to go after 9-11, every tan man was a potential 9-11 hijacker, right? Yeah, that's the way it seemed. And yeah. 98% of the people that I had to go talk to were Mexicans. Because at that time, you know, 25 years ago, 20 plus years ago, there was a lot of pre-boomers still alive. And if you were an old German that grew up in the 30s or the 40s, all they know is they're not white. Right? Yeah. So when they see a tan man, they immediately think, you know... 
they don't think Santana, they think Osama. I see I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would say, call in and say one eight hundred, you know, help me was was I got a group of Muslims next door and and I think they're up to something. And then you would go over and talk to them or you'd and they were they were up to something because they were sometimes they were here illegally, which twenty some years ago they cared about. They don't really care about that now, but but anyway. I'm going off on a tangent. So now, you know, that's being even tougher now because if they're, they're the Latinx, right? So, so they might be tan, they're not the tan man anymore. They're tan people. So you'd go there and they would look at you in the face and say, I'm actually a girl. And then oh, you'd go, well, our, our complainant says tan man and you're a tan girl. So it's not you. It's okay. Leave me alone. I can see where maybe that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I really don't think that's happening. I don't know what's happening in the world because I'm so far out of it. You know what I mean? I just I I I have two big dogs. I think they're people because they want to sleep on the furniture all the time. So maybe it is natural. Don't just wonder. They think they're people, right? So why can't people think they're animals? Well, I think just because you live like an animal doesn't mean you really are. I think it means you're a person with terrible uh, uh, hygiene and expectations is what, you know, if you're going to live like an animal, which, you know, I see some of that on my mail route where people just like throw trash out on the front porch, throw trash out in the yard. And um, you think, well, their insides must be really nice because all the trash is out. Then you look inside their house and there's just trash. Trash all over. That's the stuff I'd want to be worried about. I don't know. Maybe we need to change the subject because you're depressing me. And this is the only thing that doesn't depress me in my world. And now it's turning against me, too. So, so, <laughs> unless you want me to go off like Ron White, I could go. I'm, I'm halfway between Ron White and, uh, and, uh, I was going to say Tracy Lawrence, but it ain't Tracy Lawrence. It's, uh, Martin Lawrence. No, who's the other? Because Tracy, uh, Tracy Lawrence is a kid. Country he's a country singer, singer isn't he? He's country. Yeah, he's country singer. Yeah, you know, Martin Lawrence, man. <laughs> I was thinking of, uh, who's the guy that keeps trying to cancel on Netflix? Does these comedy shows? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I would like to think I'm somewhere between Dave Chappelle and and Ron White. It, it takes everything I have not to go off every time me and you talk on the world. Politicians. Uh, the world and and you know the world's not bad it's the people in it right <laughs> oh man oh man well you know i don't i don't think the world's that bad you know the world is it. absolutely great and that's why i don't understand the people that complain they're so soft they complain about bs so superman can't be the freaking green lantern period yeah can't be it, Unless... it, without without a doubt right yeah yeah. So Without, why unless he huh? unless he unless he actually changes his uniform. There you go. If he's gonna change his uniform, then yeah, okay, but then the skill sets do the skill sets stay with the person or go with the uniform? I don't know. I mean what skill let's be honest, what skill sets does the Green Lantern really have? He's wears a ring, right? Is it in his ring all his like he's got that they twists and he can run fast and do, I mean, I don't even know what the green lantern really does. So if you're Superman, why do you want to become the green lantern? Because I think being Superman, he's no, got a lot more. Good this stuff. is the problem. 
this is what Lee, I think, and this is my, in my, in my uneducated. Now, are we talking about people or are we talking about superheroes? Both, right? Okay. Okay. Because right. sometimes being Superman ain't enough after a while. You know what I mean? So then you got to be the Green Lantern. You know, it's, it's like when we were kids, if you had one, remember the one earring was bad. If you had, it was, if you were in the left ear, it was okay, but the right, it wasn't. I guess I, 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 yeah, I remember that, but nobody, no, nobody wore earrings back. Yes. That's what I'm saying. But when somebody had one, it was a big deal. Remember Mm -hmm. that? It was a big deal. And then it was two earrings and then it was, it was, you know, big gauges in their ears or what you don't. So you, in order to get that splash, younger people, as you know, need to want to stand out because they don't want to be like every other kid on the block. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So maybe Superman's the same way after you're Superman a while, it ain't enough. And you want to be green lantern. I guess, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to be the green lantern still. I would not think to George Jones. George. <laughs> but that's George. another story. You'd want to be George Jones, mm-hmm. which it. And when I, and another thing I, you know, another problem I think a lot of people have is they don't, they don't really know history and they don't know what, you know, some of this stuff has really been going on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And you just go back and li- and, and listen to some stories just about from the 50, 40, 30s, 40s and 50s. And, um, you know, the crazy stuff that went on then is makes what goes on now look like kid stuff. You know, it's just a different, there's just a different group that's being chased after, persecuted, and, and, um, you know, it's just cyclical with, with people. I feel this Nobody... show sucks, man. And I don't really know. Instead of being the Titanic and going down in flames, me and you are like a John boat carrying on, you know, with a hole in the bottom, just leaking <laughs> on water here. Because I'm telling you what, how did we just let this one malcontent take over our whole production today? I don't know. I don't know. So let's, so let's, you know, let's end it on a positive note then. I mean, I think it's positive. We're having, we're having a, a discussion and I think people listening, you know, are either going to agree or disagree, which they can. And it's, the part it's part of it you know what i'm saying it's part of it i don't care people can disagree with you know and and that's the thing is even you and i disagree on stuff but i'm not going to write a review on it and <laughs> throw the baby out with the bathwater so to speak. i don't write reviews are you a review writer i do i do i write um um like if we go somewhere and the service and stuff is i don't know i don't write bad reviews uh, I've, I've written one bad. Well, review. then what good is it? Well, because if I, uh, here's how I look at it. If I had a really great experience somewhere, I want to share that I had a great experience. Okay. If I had a bad experience, I don't know necessarily that that bad experience is just, I guess the same as, I don't know if a good experience is, is the normal. I don't want to assume that a bad experience is the normal for that place. Okay. Um, especially when it comes to like restaurants or, or service oriented establishments. But if somebody does a good job, I feel like, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing to, 
share it with people and say, hey, this is my experience. It was really good. A bad experience, I feel like you don't understand what might be happening in that person's day, day that may affect the experience. There's a lot of stuff that is out of people's control, especially in a restaurant. Um, and you're just dealing with the person coming out to the table, you know, and uh, I, I just don't feel like putting out bad experiences based on service is helpful to anybody. I think everybody should go and, and figure that out on their own. But I think if you have a good experience, I think it's, it's really, it's really, and that's what the world lacks is cheering people on who do a really good job or do do a job that a lot of people wouldn't want to do and do it excellent and without a bunch of fan fanfare. Okay. I, and I understand like the, the bad part of it because I run this basketball league and I get like I had parents blowing my phone up last night because they didn't agree with an official. Okay. And a game who, who gave a technical to their coach. And while I understand their point of view um, was one thing I, you know, contacted other people that had no dog in the fight that were at the venue and got the whole story. And so I understand that the referee, you know, gave the guy warnings and, and asked him nicely and the guy wouldn't listen. So he finally gave him a technical. Well, if I would have just listened to the one side and read their bad reviews, I'd have thought this official had no business being there and doing another game. So I understood that, the, you know, it's two-sided when it comes to bad reviews, you know? So that's, that's why I cut some people some slack, you know, when it comes to that and, and do try to do my homework. Um, if that makes sense. So, but I think if somebody does a good job, that's really, you know, it, it's kind of cut and dry. Somebody did a good <laughs> job. They exceeded uh, expectations. So there you go. That makes, I mean, that would make sense. So yes, I do do reviews. Long story short, if somebody does a good job, I don't hesitate. I don't hesitate to tip good. I don't hesitate to give somebody five stars and write up a little thing about it because I think do it's, you ever tip bad because the service was terrible no no I just don't tip quite as well uh, but I always tip a certain you know I feel like I know people uh, I worked in restaurants it's tough it sucks it's a terrible job you know for for the most part um, nobody really wants to be uh, in somebody else's kitchen serving other people when they could be home with their family at that time on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's doing, I think everybody does the best they can. So I try to, uh, try to understand that. I mean, I didn't like, I was a bus boy for a year. Uh, do you think it's a fun job cleaning up after sloppy, uh, dirty people? Not everybody's like that, but you know, you got some, some instances where it's just terrible, but you, it's your job. You got to do it. If you don't like it, you got to um, find something else. You know, but they don't, but people in restaurants, especially the servers, they don't get paid very much. You know, I don't know why people think they do, but they don't, they certainly don't. 
you know, and people are very demanding. That's what's that's what's really. I think that's the problem nowadays, which is why we need. I think what we really need, maybe not. Well, they're more demanding and less understanding. Is basically the, you know. And we need more understanding. Well, no, I think what we need is a good ground-based conventional war, not quite World War One, but certainly <laughs> maybe World War Two, where you have large swaths of people understand what hardship is. Okay. And the um, only way to do that is mud and blood and loneliness. Now, do you think that's why um, the United States was so prosperous after World War Two? Is because all those people. That went and fought the war, and and then the no, people it's because we left have behind. natural resources. We would be that <laughs> prosperous today if we would exploit those natural resources, but we won't, which is a whole other political conversation that we won't talk here because we don't talk about that. But and then you had people that were fine with buying a brand new fifty-five Chevy with no air conditioning, or because you just had people that understand what hard was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they weren't sissies, and and you know I think the whole social media thing, and I know everybody's heard this. You know, you've got a bunch of bullies on there that don't don't think anybody's going to come punch them in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Right. So if we had a team of people that could deploy at a moment's notice based on your location, on your <laughs> thing, to kick your ass when you said something shitty, people would say less shitty. <laughs> so really, with the, all the anti-bullying thing has done is created more bullies. Because back in the old days, only certain people rose to the the pinnacle of bully, because most people got their ass kicked before they ever got to be a very good bully. Right? I think we've had this conversation. Before. I, I think I think Stacy Brown just pulled his Uber over and said, "Oh my God, it's a brilliant idea." A group of people all around the country that go punch somebody in the mouth. When they, yes, when they, <laughs> when they when they need it, and then you know what? They'll quit saying stupid stuff because I have a love hate sh- relationship with Twitter. I love Twitter. There's a few people on there I love to follow, but then I go down the comments, and and it's it it's the one venue that not one, but it's one of many venues where people that have know absolutely nothing about a topic. And and they try to pretend to be some kind of fucking expert. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that happens a lot. And the sad part is we have elected officials and people in, in not elected and appointed who when, when Twitter blows up, they think Twitter is real. And it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Oh man. It's like a cartoon that's it's a it's an adult cartoon that's acceptable. You know, thirty years ago. Adults wouldn't have watched cartoons, right? Oh, wait a second. I watched Bugs Bunny and Ren and Stimpy. I mean, dudes that were in their 40s and 50s like us wouldn't have sat around and watched a bunch of cartoons. But now we have have millions of adults that live cartoon life on Twitter or social media, right? (laughs) Now, I have a friend of mine. Go back to cartoon. I had a friend. I got a friend of mine that is tatted like you can't even believe right he's an old ranger battalion guy he's got a full back tattoo that would make him famous if people would see it you know what i mean like if you wrote a movie and you wanted to you can't even imagine this guy's tattoo in the back and i remember talking to him me and him was in amsterdam and we were walking around or whatever and i said something about the tattoos and 
I said something about doesn't scare people, you know, or whatever. He said, no, nah. you know, a little bit. Right. Right. So I asked him what the scariest tattoo he'd ever saw or what, you know, what, and he told me when he was in the first Ranger battalion at Fort Bragg in the eighties, when he first got in there in the late eighties, there was an old, like E six, E seven, like an old Sergeant that had been around forever, like a holdover from the Vietnam era guy that was there. So, you know, like 66 to 86, he'd just have his 20 in, right? So he'd be like a, a Vietnam era. And he said he was all inked up with nothing but cartoons, like Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam and, and shit like that. And he said everybody was scared to death of him. He said not only because he was inked up, but what kind of crazy dude would put cartoon? You know what I mean? A grown <laughs> man full of cartoons has got some demons. I you love know? it. I love uh-huh. it. He said, dude, everybody, you just scared of him because because what kind of grown man that that had been through the shit he'd been through and he just and I and I think that's what he said to dude. He said the 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 cartoons made him feel good. You know, he'd see Bugs Bunny on his arm and he'd forget about cutting a bunch of people's throats and shit. But <laughs> but now we have people that aren't badasses that live a cartoon life on social media. So, so what's the solution? We need more cartoons, more real cartoons. I, I don't. I, I think we need less people, which which goes in a place we can't go on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.